0: Hey, how's it going? This is uh, Sean and this is YEGMS, and I'm coming to you from YOW, which is Ottawa, uh, Ontario, Canada. I'm on the road this week um, for my day job as I have a conference to attend on Monday, Tuesday of the coming week. And uh, so I thought I'd do one of these on the road. That's actually not, there's been a precedent set, actually, the original. Pilot episode of this. Part of it was recorded while I was standing waiting for a plane at the Kamloops Airport, and uh, I've recorded other bits and stuff over time. Once when I was running the Kamour Half Marathon, and that's so this is not new. Um, it actually kind of fits. This whole episode is going to be kind of kind of tied around running. Well, not kind of. It will be. Um, you know, I think when I last when I last talked to you guys, it was I mentioned that I do a my next podcast will be after the Grizzly Ultramarathon in Kamloops, and that's uh, come and gone. And just interesting the way things work sometimes. Last week I read a news article about some researchers in Ottawa, ironically enough that I'm here, who. Have made some findings that seem to indicate that running can uh, help regenerate myelin, and so a lot of stuff talking about running. This I'll, I'll get into that more. A lot of stuff about running this time. Um, as many of you aware, I'm a I'm a runner, so it's something dear to my heart, and, um, and if it can help people with in our particular demographic or predicament, or however you want to say it, uh, I think it's valuable for people to know, so so why don't I start there, this is, I'm actually not going to edit this one, I think when I get back to my hotel room, I'm just going to upload the raw audio to SoundCloud and uh, just let it go, um, I may pause it a few times along the way, so. Currently, I was trying to record this actually at the Parliament Buildings, but it's pretty windy here in Ottawa today. Sunny, beautiful day, but it's windy, Um, and it just doesn't really work well for recording audio because you get a lot of that hissing. So now I'm taking a stroll along the Rideau Canal. I probably butchered that pronunciation, but that's where I'm walking along it right now. I've never been to Ottawa before. It's a pretty gorgeous city. yeah it's beautiful So, right now I'm walking along the Rideau Canal and uh, so back to what I was saying, sorry maybe I shouldn't walk and talk, I don't think I can do two things at once, but anyway Uh, so these researchers in Ottawa, what they did is they genetically modified some mice uh, to have some smaller brains and I may mess up some of the technicalities of this, but I'll leave the link to the news article in the companion notes to this, so you can click on it, read it for yourself, and I recommend you do that. Anyway, they genetically modified some mice to have smaller brains, and these genetically modified mice would live no longer than 12 months. But what they found is when they gave the mice free access to run on a treadmill, the mice lived beyond a year, and they found that there was some regeneration in their brains. So they did some more studying, and what they found, that it's actually a specific molecule that's released during exercise, like running, that can have a regenerative effect on the brain and on things like myelin sheaths which we all know is why we have the problems that we do because our immune systems attack the myelin sheaths I'm not going to give you the, everyone knows kind of the basics so that if you're doing lots of running this particular mo- molecule which i believe is vgf i may that may have it might be vcf anyway it's in the article gets released and uh, there's a regenerative effect and I found that pretty interesting because when I have to go for my yearly MRI, there always seems to be, the, re- the report from the neuro always seems to be around, hey, you, some of your, your lesions healed, oh but you got some new ones, right? So obviously there's some regeneration going on there. Why is that happening? Don't know. Is it directly a result of my running? I can't prove that. I just find it interesting. So, I've said it before, and I'll say, if anyone's considering exercising, you don't have to run ultra ultramarathons. Uh, I mean, if you can just start on a stationary bike, or just start walking, you know, I think... Uh, Maybe even just setting a goal. I mean, depending on how mobile you are, maybe your goal is just making it to the end of the driveway and back once a day. And if you can do that for a couple weeks, then maybe try and make it to the end of the and back. I mean, it can just, you know, you break it up into bite-sized pieces and uh, maybe that can have the, a positive effect on your condition. It's worth trying, you know, it's worth looking into. Um since also since last time I talked to you guys, I was in Pennsylvania and New Jersey in the United States. I was sent there by the Emma Society of Canada, and what it was it was to attend the Tour of Champions uh, bike tour and what that is it's the bike tour for anyone who's raised. $10,000 or more. I believe that was the cutoff. So there were 7,000 riders. Which, it, I mean, to see it, uh, it was a little overwhelming. I mean, it was organized chaos. It's the only best way I could, I could t- use, best words I could describe it with is just organized chaos. And so 7,000 riders rode from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, to Ocean City. Uh, and they had a 35 mile route you could ride, which is give or take in the neighborhood of 50 kilometers. There was an 85, I believe, which would be just over 100. And I think they also had a 125 mile uh, route that they'd set out. Uh, the Canadian team was comprised of people from bike tours all over Canada. So there was people from Ontario, uh, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, British Columbia, um, and a lot of really cool people. And like I said, seeing <laughs> a thousand people at a starting line on bikes, I mean, it was just, uh, I didn't ride in it because I had the, the Grizzly Ultra Marathon coming up a week later, but I just went to take it all in, and it, it was phenomenal. And next year, I guess I'm, the tour championship is in Texas, which I'll be going to. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I Hats off to the people that uh, organized that event. Um, to, to, you know, like our event, my, like my home event, the LeDuc de Camaro's bike tour, usually gets in the neighborhood of about 2,000. And I always thought that that was such a colossal undertaking to organize and set up and, You know, imagine that times three and a bit, and that would be what I witnessed down in the States. I mean, but it appeared they had a lot of support from the local community, local law enforcement. Um, And the other bonus was getting to see Ocean City. Uh, I'd never even heard of Ocean City before I went down there. If anyone's in the Pennsylvania, southern New Jersey, that area of the world... I'd certainly recommend checking it out. The boardwalk is amazing. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful boardwalk that's, I don't know, a couple kilometers long, and it's got mini golf and giant pizza and amusement parks, and then they've got a beautiful beach there. there are people were still surfing. so it was uh, really, really cool. Um, and then, like I said, we did about a week later. Uh, I was in Canmore and ran the uh, Grizzly Ultra Marathon there. Now, for those of you who follow the really long run or what I do with that, or have any interest, that's a 80-kilometer uh, route. But I would. I would doubt there's even 100 meters of, uh, you know, like 110 yards uh, of elevation shift. It's relatively flat. There's only really two, what I would call even, I wouldn't even call them significant, but there's only two pronounced hills um, during the route. And last year it took me, or this year, it took me just under nine hours to complete it the grizzly and canmore was a 50k route but there was 1600 meters of elevation change uh, so the pace is a lot slower and it was done in five stages i unfortunately had to pull it with four at 40 kilometers in because uh, i ended up with a pretty nasty bout of plantar fasciitis in my right foot and what that is Basically, it's an overuse injury. Your Achilles tendon wraps underneath your heel and attaches. And just putting the miles on my body that I have, uh, you know, I've been relatively lucky being injury-free, and it finally, it finally happened. But the, the 40K that I did, the three stages I did were the, hard, the three hardest stages, so I'm still happy with that. And the guy that I ran it with, Paul, uh, he gutted it out, and he—they give you nine hours to finish the fifty kilometers, and he finished with just under four, just under five minutes to go. Um, you know, the perseverance he showed and uh, and uh, just the willingness to push himself was unreal. Um, you know, it was awesome just to be there at the, the finish line to see him come across. So, uh, but that trail running is just so much different. I mean, I've fallen in love with it but it's way different than what I'm used to doing. Um, Stage three of the Camor Grizzly, my lord, it's, uh, if you're not going straight up, you're going straight down. Um, It's about a 15K loop, you know, but it it could be 100. I mean, it's just, it's very steep, very technical, and it had snowed the night before, and it had started melting, so it was kind of like being on a mudslide. And there's a couple times uh, I, I really thought I was going to fall hard, but fortunately I didn't. Um, and the other interesting thing about the grizzly, it's mandatory that you carry bear spray. And if you, anyone has done any trail running would know, there's times where you're completely by yourself on the course. And you got this big can of bear spray, you know, on your hip, and you're thinking, oh. You hear any rustles in the bushes, and you're thinking, "Oh boy, this could be it." Eh? But uh, I didn't actually see any bears, so that was <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah. So now I have to. Uh, obviously, I'm not running because of the uh, the problems with my Achilles in the right foot. There. Um, I suspect I probably won't be able to run for another good month, a month and a half, uh, which sucks. But so I've altered it. Now what I'm doing is I'm spending an hour on a stationary bike every day just to maintain my fitness until I can start running again. Um, you know, one of the things that that research study mentioned uh, about helping you, you know, having a regenerative effect on your, on your nervous system you know, with exercise and that, is that it also moderates your mood and it picks you up and makes you feel good and, and there's an antidepressive effect and I know that I'm not alone uh, and that other MS's are the same as me that, you know, depression is definitely something that we have to be aware of and it's something I've struggled with and. I know it's, um, it's important to be cognizant of that, and if you can find tools to help you manage it, you know, so for me, not exercising is an option, because not only do I believe that the, uh, you know, running has a positive effect on on the disease, I think that just mentally it, it definitely has... Um, a positive effect, so for me, not running is just simply not an option I'm not going to lie to you, as I'm talking to you right now two people just blew by me on the path here running and pretty jealous because I would love to have ridden, be able to run along this canal I mean, this is pretty spectacular Um, but there's always next time, and I've got to go on some pretty cool runs around North America so, I mean, I did some running when I was in New Jersey, just light stuff Around Cherry Hill and uh, down the boardwalk when I was in Ocean City. Um, later last year, I got to t- you know go for a run uh, when I was in uh, Corrado Island, just right, just attached to San Diego there. So, and last year I also got to run around Stanley Stanley Park in Vancouver. So, all in all. I certainly can't complain about not being able to run this trip, but uh, it's really, <laughs> it's killing me right now because this this canal is something else. It would just be a, it looks like, I'm just, I mean, this is the first time I've walked it. I don't know how long it goes, but it looks like it goes forever. So, uh, what else did I want to talk to you guys about? Oh, really long run, 2017. That's something we can talk about. So I have I'm through doing the really long run. I met uh, met a lot of really cool people. One of them is a gentleman by the name of Mark, and it's just funny how things work out, it really is. Turns out Mark is an ultra distance runner, and he, uh, I mean, he makes me look like a twisted joke, to be honest with you. He does 100 mile events up and down mountains. Um, He did the death race earlier this year. And, uh, you know, this is when, these are the types of things where they're running for, he'll be running for, honestly, 24 hours at a time. Anyway, he had approached the MS Society just over a year ago about doing a run, and they said, well, you should talk to this Sean guy. He's already doing this thing. And so we got to talk, and we have done some runs together. Super good guy, and he's... Wants to organize it and in order for the event to grow um, I'm realized that we have to change what we're doing we just fundamentally have to change the the story of like my story is getting old uh, you know a 40 year old fat dad running an El entre once a year with MS it's been told and in order to keep things fresh you know, it constantly needs to be new so and the other thing is I've been approached by people who like to run it in it but aren't comfortable running on a highway and totally get that so we're, we're looking at changing it into a relay and the rough idea right now and this, could, this is subject to change is that anyone could enter a team The team can have as many members on it as you like, and each team member can run any distance that they like. So that way, it's far more inclusive. So for example, if uh, somebody with MS wants to take part, but they, they don't have full mobility or they're challenged, with their mobility they could for example do the last 50 meters, the last 10 meters, it doesn't matter. And then they can recruit people to run 5, 10, 15 you know cuz there's different types of runners. Some people are are a, you know a solid 5k. Some are a solid 10. Some don't like those short, those shorter, more sprint type runs. They prefer to do Longer distances. So, I guess the point here being it's about being inclusive, and rather than doing it out on the highway, we'll set up a, you know, a 50 or 60K route in the Ampton River Valley on the public trails, because then that way we're not dealing with traffic and it's safer, people feel safer, and then hopefully encourage more people to participate I mean each year I've had you know 20 plus support runners but uh, you know they're out there running their ass off for me they're not um, and we just like to grow the event so that uh, you know anyone with MS or anyone who wants to support somebody with MS can either enter or join a team and and uh, go about it that way so We have a meeting, Mark and I have a meeting with the MS, and my mom have a meeting with the MS Society next Friday to start kind of, you know, planning for 2017, and as far as my participation in the run, I'm going to run the whole thing still, (laughs) so, um, you know, because that's what I like to do, but, uh, and I think I have a few screws loose, I definitely think that know, anyway, it doesn't matter, that's what what we're going to change it into, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, so uh, how far have I gone in here, how many minutes we got recorded, oh, it's perfect, so I think last, I think it was last episode I said I was going to start to review things, so this is the review section of the podcast, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not editing this one. Uh, when I get back to the hotel room, this audio is just going to get shot up to the SoundCloud. And I'm just trying different things with the podcast to try and keep it fresh, not only for people who listen, and, but also for myself. So anyway, my review. Since we're on the topic of running, as you can imagine, doing the, you know a really long run, two years in a row, I go through a hell of a lot of sneakers. Uh, I was trying to count. I mean, I couldn't even count. You know, best best guess based on the tracking I've done is that I've run over three thousand kilometers in the last two years. Uh, don't know what that would is in miles. It would be, but it's a it's a lot. A good pair of shoes is good for. 150, 200 kilometers. So, you know, I, but I, I push it. I push my shoes further than they probably should, but it's just, it's just a, I mean, it's just an economy thing. It's just, you know, you, a decent pair of sneakers is going to cost you the neighborhood of 200 bucks. And if you're going through, like when I'm really putting miles on before the runs, I'm in excess of, a hundred kilometers a week, sometimes, so I can't be paying. You know, I can't be buying two pairs of shoes a month. Uh, you know, I do. You know, that said, I do get you know shoes You know, given to me by different sponsors, but I'm not a sponsored athlete in the sense that they just give me as many pairs of shoes as I need. They, I get some shoes sometimes. So, so this is my review of sneakers. Um, in the past year, two, two years, I've run in Asics, I've run in New Balance, I've run in Adidas, and I've run in Saucony. Far and away, my favorite shoe, I don't have one. I've got a tie. I would say the Saucony that I'm wearing right now, which are the... Triumph and my Adidas Energy Boost are, they would be comparable. The plus side on the Sauconies, they're probably the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn. Um, I like the fact that when you put them on the, the tongue is in the tongue. It's actually like a mesh that goes around your foot, and that's the same my energy boost. They just feel a lot more secure and snug on your foot. Um, the plus side on the Adidas. When, when Adidas agreed to sponsor the run last year, their marketing person told me, you know, Sean, you'll get... The boost foam is different than everybody else. You're going to get three or four hundred kilometers out of a pair of shoes. And I'm a skeptical person by nature, and I just thought, yeah, right. Um, You don't understand how much I run. You know, so far, I've probably put 200K on that pair of shoes, maybe a little bit more, and they still feel as springy as when I first bought them. Well, I didn't buy them when they were given to me. So... From a durability standpoint, like for example, the Salcony, and I'm wearing the Salcony right now as I walk, and they're fine to walk in now, but the cushioning's gone as far as running goes. So for longevity, the Adidas would go, would be, would get the nod there. Um, other shoes that I've worn that I really like, the A6 Gel, uh, the ones I would use are the Nimbus 16. And they were my go-to shoe before I start wearing the Saucony or the Adidas. Um, good shoe, I find that the upper breaks down faster than the Adidas or the Saucony. Uh, and that may or may not seem like a big deal, but it is when when the upper breaks down, your foot starts to move around. Um, But I've put a lot of miles on on, on Adidas shoes, or it's not Adidas, sorry, ASIC shoes, and overall they were quite good. My least favorite of the four brands that I've run in were the New Balance. On the plus side, the New Balance were incredibly light. They're the lightest shoe I've ever worn, but there's a trade-off. I'm a heavier guy, and wearing a really light shoe, obviously they're not as uh, robust, and they just broke down way too fast, like way too fast. For a lighter runner, like I'm 215 pounds, where where a lighter runner might actually get uh, better uses out of them, for for, for a bigger person, they weren't. And I didn't find the cushioning was all that great. But again, I'm a bigger guy, so that could just be my experience with the... um, um, with the shoe and we're a lighter person we get a better you know definitely better cushioning. Uh, so to, to sum up, uh, you know at the top of my list for shoes, uh, I've actually run with two pairs of ideas. it was the energy boost and also the, the supernova. The supernova is more expensive but, but actually I like the energy boost better um, and for that reason of the, the supernova has more of that traditional tongue. Where the Energy Boost has like that mesh, it's not really a tongue, kind of wraps around your foot, um, like the Salcony Triumph. So, uh, so if I had to pick out of those two, I'd say the Energy Boost. Um, But up the top is Salcony and Adidas would be number one, one and one A, followed by Asics, and then followed by New Balance. Uh, So that's my review for this podcast. Another thing I want to interesting thing when looking at the stats that it's really You know the day and age we live in—it's just a pretty amazing time. You know, when I started YEGMS, it was for the intent was for uh, people with MS in Northern Alberta, Canada. And I mean, obviously, I didn't not want other people from other places to listen, but I just the the expectation wasn't that um, other people would listen. You know, as of the last podcast, last time I pulled the statistics. The United States is actually has more listeners listeners to this podcast than Canada. Does. It's just slightly more, but there's more. And I have regular listeners all over the U.S. and not just not to make this sound like there's thousands and thousands of people that listen to this thing. We're only talking about you know uh, hundreds, not thousands. But uh, you know the distribution. And there's a few even now over in the U.K. and and that. So for anybody who who listens or regularly listens or takes any value from anything that from this I uh, you know I just want to say thanks for listening because when I see people the reason why I keep doing it is because people people, people keep downloading it so um, as long as there's people out there listening, then I will continue to uh, <laughs> prattle on and and uh, and that so uh, yeah thanks to anyone out there who's listening and uh, if you have any suggestions for me you can get a hold of me through my website or twitter or 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 that so um, it's the wind starting to pick up here again, so i, 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 I got to cut this a little bit short. But uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks with, a, with another one, and uh, thanks for listening.